It's the 4th of July, 2012. It's 26 past 7 in the evening. I am Simon Payne. And I am Geraint Thomas. And this is our Errand of Mercy. This is episode 7. And I'd just like to wish our listeners and you, G, a a happy HB day. Uh, did you say Independence Day? Because well, it's Independence. Well, it is Independence Day, and that is important. But it's also HB Day. It's Higgs Higgs Boson Day. We finally we finally did it. I say we. I'm of course <laughs> referring to the people at CERN who are particle physicists. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not an actual scientist. I'm a microbiologist. <laughs> it doesn't count. My job isn't real science. But they do real science. You can tell it's real science because it costs loads of money and they need a massive machine to fire particles at each other and and it's been in the news yep and they've they've found the higgs boson which is really good news because it means that all of those calculations that they've been using to do physics for years and years and years are actual correct calculations and not just made up shit yeah because i mean if they hadn't found it like the universe would have stopped working that, that's my understanding yeah i think that, that's the way it would have worked they would have everything would have collapsed in on itself people would have started eating each other black would be white that kind of thing it would be crazy everything would be upside down but now we've worked out how the universe works so yeah. like everything's everything works now and everything we've, makes sense we've won at the universe no Great. more wars <laughs> infinite energy everything yeah. will be fine that's brilliant. Great news. It's good news. Thank, if, thank you, science. Yeah, yeah. thanks, science. Well, if that was the case, it would be good. But unfortunately, that's not what it means. It essentially means that we now have proof that the general model of particle physics works. I'm going to try not to go too deep into it because I don't really understand it entirely. No, no, but neither do I. So. Basically, there's a particle that makes all the other calculations work and it definitely exists and we weren't sure up until this point <laughs> Woo! So, yeah. good good news i guess good news yeah i i know that is good news I, it was quite funny watching the news today and scientists have found the higgs boson here, here, here's our science correspondent and he's like you know to be honest i don't really understand it most people don't understand it yeah. but we'll keep running as a headline story <laughs> We're pretty sure it's good news. Like scientists have told us this is good news, so we're going to stick with that line. I'm hoping that that at some point we'll be able to apply the same systems of reasoning to the British economy. <laughs> because, you know, that, that seems to work. I'm not sure how. There's a bunch <laughs> of arcane things that seem to keep it working. Well, when um, you say it seems to work... Yeah, well, it seems to work in that... I've not had to kill anybody to stop them from taking my things yet. So scientists have found out how the universe works in the same week that um, scientists in the United States um, announced that mermaids do not exist. Well, that's... that's so Higgs good. boson does exist. Mermaids, mermaids do not exist. I think that that's... Do you reckon that they used the Higgs boson to prove the lack of existence of mermaids? It's oh, like do you think that's those... it? Like, they announced the mermaid thing, like, because that was, that was yesterday. So do you think they announced it day too soon? And, like, all the guys are, like, certain. We're like, dude, keep quiet. Keep quiet. We, ha- we haven't told everyone about the, about the Higgs boson yet. The Higgs boson particle, also known as the mermaid smasher particle. Because <laughs> the moment it's discovered, all mermaids cease to exist. 
Well, the reason um, the National Ocean Service, that's the American National Ocean Service, um, had to announce this um, this week that mermaids don't exist after um, essentially um, the, the Discovery Channel aired a, aired a documentary called Mermaids, The Body Found. Really? Discovery <laughs> Channel? Yeah. Discovery well, Channel, you... You used to do documentaries. When did yeah. that stop? Yeah, happening? yeah, uh, yeah. The basic Discovery Channel said that if, that people weren't supposed to take this seriously. Was well, like, don't put it on the fucking yeah. Discovery Channel. Put it on Quest. Yeah, exactly. We discussed this. That's the place for crazy shit like that. Pseudo documentaries. That's fine. But, yeah, and so people were phoning up the US government, like saying, "Wait, there are really." mermaids and they got so tired of having to tell all these people phoning in that they had to put out a press release like no stop calling us this is a crazy amazing kind of circle of life kind of thing so the media made up a thing everybody believed it because we live in a world where we can't tell the difference between fact and fiction so the media made up a story the government got pissed off but they knew nobody would believe the government so they called the scientists and they were like hey scientists we need you to um to take a hit on something for us what is it uh, the media have been talking about mermaids <sighs> not again those fuckers right it's just, just like the this is just like the bird flu scare right okay we'll we'll whip up a rationale for you we'll have something ready wait, by wait, tea wait. time so sorry was bird flu not an actual thing? It was a thing, but, you know, it wasn't a thing thing, was it? Well, I, I guess I'm still alive, so it wasn't that bad. Yeah, but... it's, bird flu existed, but, but like, virologists said, bird flu, that's a possible thing that can kill everyone. And then the media said, bird flu, that's the thing that will kill everyone. <laughs> this is the, the problem where, where, where people in the science community come up with hypotheses but the media can't be bothered to explain what a hypothesis is. So they just if they just describe it as fact. You see it in the Metro all the time, where yeah. like scientists say X, Y, and Z. No, scientists have suggested X, Y, and Z if they have data that supports it. But they don't at this point. Yeah. That's I don't know. You think at some point someone would learn a lesson, like perhaps scientists should just stop telling people what they're doing until they do it. <laughs> But this is the problem because all like a lot of scientists are, are all kids that got beaten up at school and they want to show that they've actually done something. Like guys, guys, I'm I'm doing something now. Check it out. Maybe women will notice me if I tell them all about all this work I've been doing on Leishmania, which is a parasite that causes tropical sores. Yeah. Is that what you've been doing recently? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I've been doing the same shit I do all the time: testing shampoo to make sure it won't make your hair smelly. <laughs> good yep. that's it's important um, service man three years and 21 grand's worth of debt well spent but you know it's a, it's a living it's alright it's, it's a living that. you get know to get to play with big shiny toys for, for a laugh and also for the first time in three years I actually got to use a microscope a couple of days ago what? yeah never used you see, I, I, I kind microscope of, in a like, long I time. assumed you were a scientist. I just assumed you spent like ninety percent of your time using microscopes. So the problem with microscopes are, even though they are very sciencey, they're also very labour intensive, and we have a lot of samples that we need to um, that we need to process through. So we have one microscope in the lab, and only one or two people are allowed to use the microscope. It's like like viewed as some kind of arcane thing sent from God. It was like, oh, the microscope. <laughs> he has been chosen. 
He may use the microscope. The chosen one. Uh-huh. Oh, just have a look down. Ah, uh, yes, it's um, it's a uh, gram-positive coccus. Yes, very good. Okay, next sample, please. Yeah, that's what it's like. This is what my life is like. Uh, so that's all. I think that's like like a good way to start the week for our science update, keeping yeah. the people informed yep. about so the Higgs, Higgs bosons, bosons that exists. Mermaids, mermaids definitely don't exist. We've all got to make do in the situation we're in. Um, I've seen an amazing example of that recently. As we spoke about last week, there's been a lot of people doing parenting wrong recently. Yeah, um, I mean, parenting's both. not... The, the the parenting form's definitely been off recently. We've seen parenting, poor parenting from, from many walks of life. I saw some amazing parenting recently. Well, it's kind of... It's been amazing parenting that's been creeping up on me gradually, and I've only recently kind of put all the pieces together there is a a family who are on a similar shopping schedule to me you know what it's like yeah if you're at the shops similar time every week you're probably going to cross paths with similar groups of people who are also on the same shopping schedule one such um one such family who i've noticed are a man and woman with a young son and the young son always has amazing hats now i'm talking like these hats are amazing. Trilbies, flat caps, fitted caps with transformers on them. How, how old's this child? Oh, we, we're, we're talking like five to ten years old. <laughs> yeah. He, is, he has got the most amazing hat game, and it really works. Like, he's got one of those faces that really suits hats, and he's he's just rolling around with his parents wearing, like, a trilby. <laughs> but it's straight up, like, a trilby, a Sonic the Hedgehog T-shirt, and tiny sweat shorts it's amazing just, just and, and they're not like they're not like adult hats that have been given to him they're like made for him them, no them them they're tiny child hats they're made for they're made for children i think my favorite combination i saw once was sweatpants a ben 10 t-shirt and a flat cap like a tweed flat cap <laughs> and i'm so always I've, that, that's like the young, world's youngest hipster right? yeah I know. he looks he looks really really cool and every time i um i cross paths with them he brightens my day um this um this week though when i was um i was shopping um we crossed paths again and he was looking a bit less sprightly than he usually does um okay. and and he was in a wheelchair oh right so, is he so I think the reason for the hats for the hats is I think he's having a lot of chemo. Oh dear. Which is kind of depressing. But but the way that oh, the way that his parents have chosen to deal with this is just to buy him fuck tons of amazing hats. <laughs> I think that's the best way to Which is that, awesome. I think that's the way everyone should fight cancer, really. Yeah. So so that's just a just a normal everyday average family fighting cancer in their own way by by equipping their child with the coolest hats. So good work, guys. That, good that's work. that's a good example of parenting. Yeah. I've I've I, I've seen some bad examples of parenting recently. It's not just parenting, but just generally the way that children exist in our society. I recently, you know, I mean, I go to town quite a bit and kind of walking through the shops um, of an evening, going through the um, Manchester Arndale Centre while it sort of was closing down. And walk past the Build a Bear shop. We okay. we all know Build a Bear shops. Yeah, I remember it. 
I I think I briefly went once went in one kind of with the vague aim of buying a child a present and then kind of got confused and scared by it and walked out and never went back in there. They are pretty crazy already, but like I went past it yesterday evening and there was like a group of children like walking in a big circle, like chanting, <laughs> like holding the bears above their heads and kind of walking in some kind of circle around a sort of to- a bear totem pole in the middle of the shop going, take us home. Take no, us home. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. No, Take no, us home. No. And I was like, I, I literally just sort of backed away, like kind of up the escalator, <laughs> like I went up an escalator backwards, like, no, yeah, like backing, kind of back up the down escalator, and it's <laughs> gradually pushing you further and further towards them, towards the children who are just chanting, chanting louder and louder, holding their bears in the air, <laughs> and, then, and, gr- honest, and like it was about. As I said, like it was like sort of all the other shops had like closed down. I was just sort of passing through. It was like sort of I don't know seven in the evening. Wow, or something. that's crazy! So it was like a nearly abandoned shopping <laughs> center with just one shop full of kids having their own little pagan rituals. So you on. basically accidentally wandered into a Lovecraft novel. <laughs> is what happened. <laughs> well, I wandered into a bunch of people like trying to bring some inanimate objects to life or something like possibly via uh, some form of blood ritual yeah i think if i'd stayed there for a couple of seconds longer they would have stolen my soul (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's that you know those creepy little hearts that you have to kiss to put into a builder bear have you ever actually built a bear at a bear workshop one of the things they do is they have a they have a heart like a little satin heart that the person giving the gift has to kiss and then the heart goes into the bear yeah. What, um, what, how are we let like I mean talk about like how are we letting our children be exposed to that? Like forget like exposing them to like the like that's it. The people who take them over like oh we're getting them away from like video games and like the internet and giving them to real toys, making them conduct crazy cultish rituals. Yeah, yeah. But the best thing, the, the thing that I find most entertaining about it is there's that part of the process is very personal, obviously, but it's followed by the stuffing phase of making the bear. <laughs> where they shove a massive tube up the bear's ass and fill it full of stuffing. So they're like, so just just, just kiss the heart. There you go. And that's filled with your love for the person that we're making the bear for. And uh, we're just going to put that inside the bear. Now I'm going to get Terry. He's our stuffer. Terry! <laughs> Terry! You've got two for stuffing. Stick it. Uh, two of them. Yeah, two. You got right, five, stick it up the bear's jack, so I'll be there in a minute. Yeah. Uh, they put the bear on this massive spike. And then Terry comes along and he's like, right, I'll just, I'll just stuff this for you. <laughs> and the bear's like flapping about like it's being electrocuted. So there's this weird kind of combination of, <laughs> of sweet personalised gift giving and bawdy Midlands factory floor guys coming and stuffing the bear for you, which always confused me. Awesome. I think that the cultishness is is broken up by the uh, the less personal by sections the fact- of the the bear creation system, which is good because otherwise it would be just entirely terrifying. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's oh. crazy. In other news, a man in a a man in Austria has been stealing teeth. 
The teeth of two of the world's most famous composers have been stolen from their graves by a man who says he wants to start a teeth museum. Oh, yeah, that's a bit weird. <laughs> the the, the um, alleged thief, who is, um, who is Czech, has boasted about his crime on the internet and says he now wants to display the famous teeth and dentures he has robbed not just from Austrian waltz king Johann Strauss, and German romantic composer Johannes Brahms, but from hundreds of other graves as well. So he's a Czech guy stealing bits of people. He's just stole, yeah, been stealing hundreds of teeth. Aren't the Czechoslovakians supposed to be quite famous for golem legends? Yeah, it's like the the golem of Prague is like yeah. a famous one. Yeah, isn't but, he? Isn't well, what if he's making a tooth golem? No, I'm pretty sure he's just a guy who collects teeth. I reckon he's making a tooth golem. This is the best bit about it. Austrian police were alerted to the crime after the grave robber released a video where he can be seen apparently pushing the cover off one of the composer's tomb and pulling out a skull. He then removes the teeth with a pair of pliers. The man was identified in an Austrian media report simply by his initials of OJ. It's OJ Simpson. It's OJ Simpson has um, been st- robbing graves. But yeah, so the Austrian police have been aware about it apparently since 2008, but just decided it wasn't worth investigating. Oh, you mean crazy OJ? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's always yeah. out in the graveyards. It's not yes. really that big a deal. He doesn't really hurt anybody. He just takes the teeth. We're not really sure why. I think it'd be yeah. a bit of a waste yeah, he, of resources. All, all, all he does is smashes open tombs, takes out their skulls and pulls their teeth out. I mean, he just puts it back and it's fine. Like, you know, no, no harm done. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Just your normal kind of friendly local grave robbing teeth stealer. <laughs> nothing, nothing to worry about at all. But yeah, I just love it. It's like the police are like no big whoop, whatever. And until the guy like announces in public, so I'm opening a teeth museum, and everyone's like, "Wait, where the fuck did you get all these teeth?" Yeah, and the police are like, "Oh, we, we, we yeah, uh, we kind of we kind of knew about that. We we didn't really think he was the museum opening kind. We just <laughs> thought he, you know, kept him in a shed." We just thought no one would mind. <laughs> that would be like the creepy, like the craziest thing if you like turned up to a small village in Czechoslovakia and there was a shed with the words Tooth Museum crudely daubed on the door. Because that's the thing. I mean, like, we've all, like, I mean, we've all been to crazy museums, right? We've all been to, like, a village with, like, the Fish Museum, Museum. The famous Hat Museum of Salford. I thought that was in Stockport. Is it Stockport? Stockport. The famous Hat Museum of Stockport. Yeah, yeah, clearly not that famous. Yeah. So we've all been in crazy museums, but yeah, I've never been in a tooth museum, like a body part museum. What's the craziest museum you've been in? Craziest museum I've been in? Um, uh, I, well, I mean, for our listeners who don't know, I did once live on a tiny island in the middle, mid Atlantic. Um, and that had a pretty crazy museum built into an old Napoleonic era fort. That sounds pretty cool. What, pretty, did it, what was the museum for? It, it just had a lot of kind of animals in jars. It was like one of those, oh. in my mind, I've got kind of like a lot of not very well preserved animals in jars of formaldehyde. When I was in Holland, I went to a clog and cheese museum. Did you, you mean you went to a clog museum, then you went to a cheese museum? No, or? no it was like, it was a clog and cheese museum. They were doing both of those things. A museum of clogs and a museum of cheese, all in one building. 
because you know i guess in holland you get extra points for embracing stereotypes it was crazy because it was basically just one massive open shed style room and they'd split it 50 50 so half of it was dedicated to cheese and half of it was dedicated to clogs so you could walk from the cheese museum to the clog museum because it was just like across a shed it may be surprising to hear g but but clogs aren't that interesting really would cheese i thought that would be like I mean, they're quite intricately carved, but there's only so many things you can fit on a clog. It's not like this clog was carved by Johann the Mad in the 17th century. And if you turn it, you can see the entirety of the artwork from Dante's Inferno. It wasn't like that. It was just like, this one's got a windmill on it. And this, one, this one's got a windmill flat. on it. That this one's, one's got a tulip. It's got a tulip in a windmill. That one's got a slightly different windmill on it. It was literally just all windmills. Great. I would have liked it to be we we carved this one to commemorate the falling of the Berlin Wall. That would be cool. That would like be the kind history of, awesome. of the world commemorated Top through things. the carving of clo- of clogs. But where did the cheese come in? Was it just like, and here's the cheese with yeah, a windmill like, carved into it? <laughs> yeah, no, it was just these are famous cheeses because you can't really put cheese in a museum because <laughs> <No>. it's <laughs> it fucking cheese. Like it's gonna go off. So they're just like, here's some cheeses we made it's a museum honest like this is a famous cheese in this area because everybody likes the taste of it great okay this museum is terrible it's like one of those classic school trips we had a school trip to holland where they took a bunch of bunch of six formers to amsterdam and that's um that's an intelligent choice and i remember the head of sixth form who took us on the uh, on the school trip warned us that if we decide to go anywhere out of bounds there were teachers stationed around the outside of the red light district to catch us i bet there weren't yeah exactly <laughs> oh dear mr hemsworth i was just uh, making sure that, that you wouldn't find yourselves in the red light district what are you doing to that man nothing <laughs> and it definitely wasn't more expensive than i was expecting <laughs> I don't know if it's a museum so much, but it was definitely incredibly lame. My family, we seemed to have a big thing about going to aquariums when we went on holiday. Aquariums are pretty cool, though. Aquariums are quite good. But um, we once went to um, to France. We went to, to Rand La Rochelle in France. It was nice. And we went to we went to a little town, which on the Michelin map, the entire whole of France could have like had like an aquarium marked on this village. Oh, wow. We were like, okay, we'll visit there. And it was literally, it was like a post office and around the back were like five tanks with dead fish. In. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Like when we went in, post office, we were like, um, can we see the aquarium? He was like, the aquarium? <laughs> Off. No. and good. No. Yeah. <laughs> Linked via the Austrian tea hoarding man. Yeah. Um, there's a policeman in Slovakia who's been caught hoarding tires. He's okay. been stealing the wheels off cars. Why uh, tires? I guess he sells them on. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you could make a bit of money out of that. But and then steals a... them back and sells them to someone else. Wow. Actually, yeah. Why am I questioning this? It's a great racket. It's a great good idea. What a system. I love it. <laughs> Czechs and Slovaks. Hoarding and stealing crazy stuff. Tires and teeth. 
Just things the, beginning with T, nothing else. The Czechoslovak Teeth and Tires Museum. Do you think we should get those two together? Like? We should. We should definitely get those two guys to meet. The only place you can experience the, the teeth of vaguely famous composers and the wheels from angry I men's think the cars. The Brahms is a pretty big deal. Was it Brahms's teeth that yeah, you said? Brahms and, <laughs> and Johann Strauss. Those are pretty oh, okay. big deals. <laughs> I didn't realise that, that that it was those composers. Yeah, no, he's like he's got some famous teeth going on. People there. are going to be really pissed off about that though, because he's defiling the graves of. of well, exactly, yeah. Strauss and Brahms. Actually, I, okay, this is crazy. I have another Czech story. I've just realised. <laughs> <laughs> entirely unrelated combo combo multiplier of craziness yeah. this is from um russia today my favorite news website yeah as you may know the um sort of uh vaclav harvel he was the czech president for many years and sort of a hero the, the end of the cold war you know and and sort of communism in eastern europe uh-huh. he, he died in december 18th last year and at the time like people from all from all around the czech republic came out and lit candles um mm-hmm. as a tribute to him to continue the tribute those all the candles were collected together and made into a uh, into a giant um sculpture of a heart in his hometown which is a, which is oh, nice sweet designed to sort of stand for many years as sort of a, a symbol of how much the czech people had been moved by his death issue is it, it's no longer December. It's now July. Oh no! And it's made of wax. <laughs> it's made of wax. Oh, no. It's two point three tons of wax, and it's been in the sort of central square of his hometown, and it's it started to melt. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what was quite a sort of artistic giant heart outside in the central square of i think it's his hometown of little mysel uh, uh, yeah it's now a melted lump of wax it's, it's now become a metaphor for the economic state of the eurozone and most of the european nations <laughs> yes <laughs> oh dear like, but but if you are going to make a sculpture it's, I, it's wax like someone you'd think someone would have said Maybe we should keep this somewhere cool. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe that they'd like made a perspex heart and then put all the wax inside that. That would have made more sense. That would have made so much more sense. <laughs> I, I, I was. I thought you were about to say you thought that some Czech guy had stolen it because he was hoarding a collection of wax hearts. Making a wax museum. <laughs> Making a bizarre heart-shaped sculpture museum. No, I just, I would have thought that when you said it, they'd made it into a heart-shaped sculpture, I thought that they'd incorporate the wax into something else, not just straight up made a sculpture out of wax. It's, not it's, known for its resilience and robustness against the elements. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like a solid like wax heart. It's sort of like a wall of wax kind of in the shape of a heart, which oh, you can sort of no. walk into the centre of. Oh, that sounds cool, but it, it does. Time, it looks made cool. of wax. It looks cool in the pitch they have from December. But but not so not much bad. anymore. Because <laughs> it's all melty. So, yeah, that's, that's our news report from the former Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Stealing teeth and melting hearts. <laughs> Those Czechs. Talking of crazy stuff, the Czechs don't have the monopoly on quite on crazy. I saw some pretty crazy English stuff on television this week. When I say television, it's from the Jeremy Kyle show. You know, well known for crazy shit going down. But in a kind of predictable, chavy, you stole my baby kind of way. You can kind of tell how stuff's going to go. Yeah, um, on the were there DNA tests? No, there wasn't DNA tests. Is there a lie detector? 
No, there wasn't. It was <gasps> neither of those things. It was put up on Facebook by mm. um, by a young gentleman who we both know, Mr. James Sanford, who put it up on his Facebook page saying, I don't usually watch Jeremy Carl or share stuff like this, but my sister showed me this. You've got to check this out. And I was not disappointed. A guy and a girl uh, got together, one night stand. He said that in the space of 24 hours, they had sex 10 times. And, you know, come on, man. Yeah, he did. So, yeah. <laughs> they, what, what you mean is maybe two or yeah. three. Yeah, you you had sex two times and then there was sort of some like fairly heavy snuggling going yeah, on. That's probably what happened. He didn't use contraceptions. She said she was she was on the implant. She wasn't a bit of craziness. He's got a daughter and he's been in prison. Um, Wait, is it, is it both of their daughter or is this a separate daughter? It's their daughter. So right, okay. a pro- product of this one night stand they had, he didn't really see her much afterwards until she said that she was pregnant and then he ended up in prison for a couple of months on some minor offence but he's been inside before so they pulled him back in into prison and he was in prison for a couple of months and he comes back out of uh, prison and she's had the baby uh, but she won't let him see the baby and she sent him pictures and she's been on the phone but she's essentially saying oh, I don't really feel like I'm ready for you to come and see the child because you've been in prison and he's a reformed man and he seems like the conversation that him and Jeremy Carl have at the beginning of the piece make, he genuinely seems like he's turned his life around he's not oh, kind of nice. mouthy or yeah. proud yeah pretty genuine guy he seems like he's he's made an effort to reform himself for his for his daughter who hasn't had a chance to see yet they go to bring the the, the woman out yeah she's backstage in the kind of the sit down area they go back there to bring her out so they can have this conversation hopefully reconcile and she says well the the thing is that there is no baby oh what yeah she was never pregnant she was never pregnant two years and she's just been like keeping an act that that is no straight up cloaked out acting it out like fake baby pictures she's got one of her mate's kids to get on the phone yet faked out for two years and this guy's basically turned his life around for a for a daughter that he doesn't have fat oh no yeah so that guy's like he's now going to become a criminal again, isn't well, he? No, well, no, because he seems that like he he goes off about it, but he doesn't go like horrible, angry man who could like kind of murder a woman. Oh yeah, but that would fuck it. you up. Yeah, it would. He's not he's not pleased. But then they do this thing where she runs away and they follow her backstage, and it's yeah, that happens like in every a... episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they they essentially corner her in a dressing room and and they have this conversation where she's she's doing this thing where she's basically blaming him. How? The fact that she's crazy, that, yeah, because she's saying that she's done it because she loves him and she's moved closer to him so they can be together, and it's just the craziest thing. And he's telling her that she needs to get help, and she's like, "No, I'm fine. I'm sorted. I'm sorted. I'm sorted. I'm sorted. I'm fine." Like you're not, you're not fine. <laughs> Nothing about this is fine. Nothing. This entire situation is so backwards ass crazy. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> What I'm, actually, are you doing? I'm seriously, I don't know. 
I work in an office as a TV in the break room, and there are a few people in the office who like to watch Jeremy Carl for yeah. some god unknown reason. And yeah, usually nothing like Jeremy Carl's actually like the boringest program. Yeah. Is this your child? No, it's not. Here's a DNA test. Oh, it is. I should probably be a better father. Yes, you should. Stop smoking cannabis. Get a job. Next. Like that, I thought. That. What, I thought like it was going to turn out like what I'd seen. Where he's like, oh, this guy he'd been in prison. He's now reformed. And he seemed really genuine. And the woman's like, but I'm worried it might not be his son. And he's like, he's like, it's okay. I I love him. I've raised him. I don't care. Even if it's not my son, he'll still. Even if it's not biologically, he'll still be my son. And so I really, it's like, yeah, don't worry about it. We don't. You know, we have this test if you want but we don't need it. It's like, okay. And he says, but do you want, and the Jeremy Carl's like, well, we've done the test. Do you want to find out? It's like, yeah, right. Well, it is your son. Okay, great. Yeah, good. <laughs> it's well, like, that, that's, okay. that's all gone Probably. as planned. Let's continue with our lives. <laughs> it's like, well, well, everything's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but but it wasn't one of those times. There was no child. And Jeremy Carl's losing it as well. Like, he got to the point where he was shouting at her and he was like, well, I he need does to. That in every, he no, does but, that in But every no, like, cup. not shouting at her for the cameras. There's genuine emotion on his face. He's not just stirring shit up. Like, and he's like, I need to lower my voice. And he had to sit down like, and just just get out of the conversation for a bit and compose himself. It was crazy. Oh, that's awesome. So, but yeah. Awesome. Anyway. She, wins, she wins the award for craziest cloaked out shit ever. Definitely. Two years she's Two been years. pretending to have a daughter. You know, sometimes I have rants against stuff that I want to end. Yeah, things that absolutely have to finish. Absolutely have to finish. My thing that absolutely has to finish this week is food that only women are allowed to eat, but is still delicious. Is this um, a thing? This is definitely a thing. Okay. okay. I, I, I So I have a habit of of like kind of really enjoying things that appear to be only made for women. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Like I was, you know, watching the TV and there was an advert on and it was, I can't remember. It's, um, it's a, it's a woman and she's like, there's a bunch of topless buff oiled men like at her beck and call bringing her Greek yogurt. Like they're in like togas and stuff. Okay. Wait, is Greek yogurt a thing only women can eat now? And now, um, since then, I've seen like a couple of other adverts for Greek yogurts, kind of, which are basically the same thing. It's, it's only women are allowed to eat that now. Which is that what, Greek yogurt is what all Greek yogurt is a woman only food now. Yeah, which Shut is up. terrible. No it's delicious. That's stupid. There's no way that that's true. Yeah, and it, but it, like, there's other stuff. Like, I mean, I I've had this thing for a long time. You know what a really tasty cereal is. Special K, but I'm not a woman who's dieting. I'm That's a fat true. guy, so I'm not allowed to eat special, no special K. K. I really like Special K as well. Special mm. K red berries. That's I, the I, shit. I just like plain Special K because I'm dull and boring. But you Have know. I told you about my my favourite Japanese comic book, which I discovered? <laughs> well, I mean, this, <laughs> this, no, no, it's not rash. like it's not like that. It's not like that, but it kind of is like that. My favourite Japanese comic book or manga, you know, if you're a bit of a dick, is a series called Sayuki, which is really cool. It's essentially a manga version of Monkey, you know, the yeah. old, yeah. but like with those characters, but all kind of mangafied and stuff. And I discovered a couple of years ago that Louis, our mutual friend, is really into it, which is kind of alarm bells. Yeah. You know, she's well into her, her gay love stories. Yes, she is. So 
So I was like, well, no, it's it's the straightest it's the the straightest thing I've ever seen. It's just four chilled straight bros fighting monsters together. And and then like as I was saying that, I'm like, hang on a minute, this sounds this sounds kind of kind of dubious. And I've reread it recently, <laughs> and it's like the gayest thing. <laughs> And I've, it's kind of rocked me to my core because there's all these moments where I'm like, oh, these guys are just kind of friends. And, just and then you're like, friends. oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, wait. No, wait. This is no, no. This is clearly this is clearly for girls. Shit. This is clearly for girls who like to watch guys who are gay with each other fighting monsters. Um, but like stuff like two of the main characters, one of them before the story starts, one of them has already saved the other one's life and they live together. And there's so many times when they, they give each other these ridiculously gay looks and it's and there's like little interludes, little kind of arty interludes with pictures of different the different characters between chapters and it's all like pictures of them with wet like wet shirts on with their <laughs> with their chest showing through and it's and you just never realized because I've, I've managed to because it was like the first manga that i'd ever read like so. I, I i was gonna say i think there's a difference between me not realizing that greek yogurt is for women and you not realizing that a comic book about topless men fighting monsters they're not is... always topless they're just like <laughs> mostly topless in those specific parts <laughs> It's the craziest. It's like working out that one of your mates is gay. You're like, oh, but, the, but you, no, because you've always been. Str- no, 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 wait, no, no there mate, was that, no, no, there was that thing, there was that thing, sense. wasn't there? Suddenly and that I just kind of didn't notice. I didn't really think about it at the time, but now I think about it like that. Yeah, straight up bumming. Like it's crazy. It's the gayest thing, and I've got a whole shelf full of it. <laughs> I've got a whole whole shelf full of the gayest fighting manga in the world. I will eat Greek yogurt and eat Special K. Well, I won't because Special K is like massively overpriced, but, you know, eat non-brand name versions of Special yeah. K and eat eat Bounty Bars. Because bounty, bounty Bars are, like, delicious. Yeah, how are they for women? Is that a woman <laughs> thing as well? All the adverts for them are, like, a woman on a tropical island and then, like, a topless, like, man like he looks like fabio or something comes out of the sea and pours like coconut water all over his pets or something. <laughs> really yeah I'm not, I'm not convinced see i must i must just have the ability to kind of just be like enjoying something for what it is and then like a half naked dude turns up and i'm like oh, it's just a half naked dude he's just being yeah. half naked there's yeah. no way that this links into anything else in any way I mean, equally, I think that I should be allowed to, for example, carry on drinking um, mocha frappuccinos without you saying how gay they are. Oh, right now that I've now that I've kind of come out as a fan yeah, of yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, I don't think you have a leg to stand. I on. don't really, do I? I really don't. I mean, I possibly really, really you have don't. a leg to stand on the fact that I really like diet cherry coke. That's I that's, like, but I admit that's kind of that's not quite as bad as diet caffeine free coke, which is the most pointless thing. Is that? Like, is that Coke Zero? Is that what no? It's not. It's not Coke Zero. It's Diet Coke that's also caffeine free. It comes in like these weird caramel covered coloured cans. Really... How are there so many types of Coke? Because there's Drink. so many different types of person. G. I mean, 
I was speaking to the people from Coke recently, and they said they said there's so many diverse different kinds of people, so we offer a diverse group of different products. Fuck off. Yeah. Seriously, that's not... Yeah, yeah, fuck off. Fuck off me from a parallel dimension. I don't know why there's so many different versions of Coke, because they've got an R&D team that they have to justify the existence of. So, yeah, like, less types of Coke, less products designed specifically for women. I mean, I guess also, like, no products specifically... like toiletries are okay. I think you're like things that like make you smell of stuff. That's okay yeah. to market. And like makeup is okay to market to women. What about sex toys? Yes, because we have different types of genitalia. Yes, that's so cool. That's so we so sex toys they're allowed to be gender specific. They're allowed to be gender specific. What about clothing? Yeah, because again, like different body shapes and stuff. Fine. So clothing, sex toys, that's fine. Everything like, else, everything else has to be completely gender neutral. Well, yeah, just what so about toilets. One comes and what? What about toilets? What? Just the to- like actual physical toilets? No, I mean, no, I mean like the, the, the <laughs> actual going, toilets, like male uh, and female like, toilets. I thought you meant going into like a uh, like a hardware shop and like yeah, I'm filling out a bar. I need a, I need a female you need a, toilet. <laughs> I, need, I need a male toilet. At a female toilet. <laughs> That's not what I mean. I mean, like, male and female toilet areas. Yeah, unisex toilets. Yeah. I went to a club once that had fully unisex toilets, like urinals and women's toilets in the same room. Yeah, no, I think I've been to a club like that as well. I think that's yeah. that crazy. Yeah, and there was nothing really that, that... I think also the fact that most people were kind of drunk... Yeah, exactly. Fine. I mean, it's a club. It's it's a it's sexy a place where it's people are each other peeing. <laughs> Check out the goods before you buy. But then also, I think it was a gay bar, so it's probably that was probably had something to do with yeah. it. Well, yeah. Everybody's checking each other out anyway. We may as well put them all in the same room. Fair enough. That's, that's fine. So we're saying that we're saying that toilets. And clothing and sex toys, those can all be gender specifically marketed, but everything else has to be has to be unisex. Yes. Cool. Don't think up enough one. <laughs> what about no? <laughs> I can't think of any other ones. That's another, fine. another thing I'm not cool about this week is okay. people like I, I now have a Twitter beef. You have a Twitter beef? I have a Twitter beef against wow. fake official Mel Gibson account. I, this is... Oh, man. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Internet. Thank you, Internet, for putting me in a situation yeah. where sure. my friend has Twitter beef with the fake version of Mel Gibson. <laughs> but basically, all right, um, you may have heard in the news, um, like, a, a, a Tom Cruise broke up with Katie Holmes. Um, yeah. And at the, I think like, we all saw that coming. Yeah, like, He's a saint to have put up with it for this long. Well, really, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and the, like a day later, um, notable, uh, notable uh, sort of uh, U- US news reporter uh, Anderson Cooper um, admitted he was gay. I mean, that wasn't like it was kind of like every, it was big news, but like it was like one of those things where everyone knew. It'd be like if Kevin Spacey came out. It was like, well, yeah. Every, you just weren't talking about it so whatever yeah but like i was kind of drunk and like post made a post about like wait is 
was Anderson Cooper having sex with Tom Cruise and is that <laughs> Katie Holmes's fault for divorce? Because <laughs> I was just like, you know, I was stirring because up. Because you were, you were drunk on Twitter. Yeah, I was drunk on Twitter. One like. of the reasons I don't have Twitter is because I could be drunk on Twitter at any time. And that is that is a dangerous situation for me to be in. Imagine, gee, imagine me with drunk with the ability to just tweet horrible things at celebrities. <laughs> yeah exactly that's um, not a good that's, but essentially that's... i i posted that and then like some 10 minutes later the official fake mel gibson said the exact like literally word for word the exact same post because he's because he's like the official fake mel gibson he's got like a million followers and just totally stole my thunder on my really obvious joke are you so are, are, does he follow you no but i'm assuming he stole it <laughs> so so, but that's quite an obvious. That's a pretty obvious kind of comical observation of celebrities. I would say. Yeah, but like seriously, no, I know what happened that time. So, <laughs> this is our conspiracy don't theory. Tell me that that this happened like within a similar time frame for you yeah. being drunk. Yes. Oh no. So essentially what we've got is a situation where you're at a bar, you're pissed, you've said something loudly to a friend and then somebody near you has gone, that's quite funny. I'm going to tell this to to this hot chick. And then you've been, hey, asshole, you've been stealing my lines. Yes. But (laughs) basically what's happened on the information superhighway. What did you say to him, G? I can't, like, I literally, I just, like, yeah, I was like, hey, stop stealing my jokes. And, like, he just ignored me. So I sent him another message saying pretty much the same thing. Did <laughs> and he get continued, a response? No. <laughs> but the Twitter beef still stands. So by, by Twitter beef, you mean you were drunk and you said something to fake Mel Gibson and he ignored you? That's, That's not Twitter beef. <laughs> That's not Twitter beef at all. You have missold me on Twitter beef. <laughs> what are our listeners going to think? They were all geared up, all geared up for Twitter beef. Maybe families have been gathered around their their computer or generic iPod like device. Hey kids, G's G's got Twitter beef with fake Mel Gibson. This sounds like it's going to be a good and satisfying story. Oh no, no, no! He ignored him. Oh, it's just one of Garrett's rambling drunk stories. <laughs> One of his many rambling drunk stories. All of my, like, the problem is if I get drunk enough to ramble like that, I usually just fall asleep or throw up. So I don't get the chance to make stories. I feel kind of bad. Uh, like, I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my thing. Basically, I, I wanted to put it out there that Anderson Cooper, like, the reason that Katie Holmes was breaking up with Tom Cruise was because, like, of... It's like a really obvious, possibly quite offensive gay joke, but I, my thunder was stolen. And I'm I don't like, think that's that, really that offensive. Kind of is. Is it offensive? I guess. Is it? Why is it offensive? It's not like uh, you yeah, just said. Oh, these two people are like maybe gay together. That's like, yeah, but I mean, would I? Uh, I don't think that's really offensive. It's not like. Well, actually... Okay, tell us if that's offensive. Yeah. Go, go on our Facebook group, that's facebook.com forward slash Aaron of Mercy, and tell me if I'm a homophobe. Yeah, I don't think you're a homophobe. I worry I am sometimes. So. Really? 
Yeah, so I've got many a times. liberal guilt that I'm like being racist or sexist. Yeah, or I'm, yeah, I know and I just that. generally assume that I'm all of those things all the time. I'm pretty sure that I can't be homophobic because I have an entire shelf of psyche. That's the thing that, like, that's the thing that buffer zones me against. That if if I was homophobic, I'm pretty sure I would have picked up those really obvious homosexual subtexts in that manga pretty early on. And what and got yeah and got and very angry, really angry and not been able to deal with it, but also be incredibly turned on by it. And so secretly. likewise, I can't be a sexist because I like Greek yogurt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Huh. You've just got to find something that's popular with gay people and get into that, and then you'll know that you won't be homophobic. It's like a kind of a form of, a of homosexual inoculation. Just wait, little... no, that definitely sounds homophobic. inoculating yourself against homophobia inoculation yeah inoculating yourself against homophobia not like a not like (laughs) a cure for the gay disease i'm talking about a cure (laughs) for the intolerance disease so you find find some aspects of gay culture that you actually kind of enjoy and just get into that as a straight man just to kind of understand it a bit more and then if you ever get filled with liberal guilt that that you you secretly hate or gay, gay people you'd be like nah it's cool because i'm really into i don't know something that gay people do <laughs> i don't really know i can't really think of anything no but i mean isn't making an assumption that all gay people yeah. like a thing that's yeah. also I, I get so. the feeling like, well like just get into i don't know watch rent <laughs> what's Get rent and, and because you can legitimately enjoy that, that oh yeah that Simon because all the gays love rent no I'm not saying that I'm just saying that it's a touching narrative that involves homosexuals okay isn't it I, I've, or are I, we done with rent uh, now because like I, I'm not a big musical fan so I don't really know much about the plot line to uh, rent as as we've discussed, I am a. You're much more of a musical fan than I ever. <laughs> My girlfriend should probably feeling some serious alarm bells from this episode. <laughs> Seriously, like I really like. For some reason, I got really into this manga that's incredibly gay. And then he started talking about. Then he started talking about his favorite musicals. It was really worrying. And about that one time he went into a unisex bathroom in a gay club. Yeah. 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 I did go so to a lot of, like I was about to say why I used to go to gay clubs a lot in Manchester, but that's not going to help my cause at all. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Because you know, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I know. Why don't you tell everybody why I used to go to gay clubs in Manchester a lot? I'm not going to go into details. If like, you, you, you've got to, I think you, that's something you've got to speak to the listeners so about. I went, I used to go to gay clubs a lot in Manchester because I very rarely had to buy myself a drink. That's why. It's a good reason. Because apparently (laughs) what I've got going on, whatever that is, is quite popular. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. I'm your your homophobia inoculation. That's pretty much it, yeah. You'll say that gay people like me. You're happy to let gay people buy you drinks. Yeah. Yeah. In gay clubs. Like, yeah. yeah. There you go. (laughs) Gay people like me, you like me. That means that you're either not homophobic or you're gay. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. So that's that's good news, I guess. Um, I think we've only got like five minutes left, and I really want to talk about the thing that went down in uh, in Manchester. Oh yeah, we've got to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, T- tell me about that. Right, as you know, um, it's we're getting into riot season. Yeah, um, 
this year. Um, the riots not not as on as big a scale. Have you seen the film Falling Down? Um, sorry. Yes, I, Falling Down is genuinely one of my top ten favorite movies, starring Michael Douglas as yeah. like a, a middle class man who just He's, goes, who just who just wants to go get across LA during rush hour. Yeah, yeah. A man in a T-Mobile shop in Manchester just wanted a refund. <laughs> And like, there's an awesome video on YouTube of this guy. Like, I, I, I wasn't in town that day, and I, it, I'm so sad that I missed this. Because like, there's this guy. It's incredible because he just goes around the shop, just like methodically tearing down like every single display, like off the walls of this mobile shop, and just like taking everything off the walls, and then getting out a fire extinguisher and just spraying everything. And he does it like. It just sort of a terrifying air of purpose about him. Yeah, it's amazing. It is. It's really, really close to Michael Douglas in Falling Down. It is. It's just like I'm not crazy. I'm just you've you've put me in a position where I will not accept society's rules anymore. I'm yeah. done. I'm done with everything in this shop. And yeah, that's what he does. He just pulls it all down, like sprays it with a fire extinguisher. And there's like there's this awesome because like, there's one guy working the T-Mobile who's basically like trapped against the wall there, just like looking at him and like just doesn't know what the fuck to do. He's he's obviously been in a similar situation before because every time the guy looks in his direction, he just stares straight at the ground. Yeah. I'd like I know what to do. I'm just gonna look um, at the ground, pretend pretend I'm not here. And then when the po- the police eventually get there. And just sit the guy down. Like, literally, they just get a chair, the guy sits down in it, and they, like, he just stands over and puts out his hands and they handcuff him, and that's it. It's but like. Doesn't he, he also, he cracks like a nervous joke and yeah, exactly. laughs at himself. It's exactly. amazing. It's awesome. And you know, I think, like, basically, the guy, the one the police says, Are you on any drugs? He's like, No. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, on a drug. It's called capitalism. <laughs> it's so awesome. And I am done with this shit. I love, like, the, the crowd as well appears to be kind of like, everybody. Yeah, the like it's a population of yeah, like that's town the at that point. Yeah, they turn like at the end of the film when the police say, "Okay, everyone, go away now." The camera pans across the crowd of like hundreds of people. It's, it's got to be wants... almost a thousand people. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it must be nearly a thousand people just watching one guy tear apart a T-Mobile shop. It's yeah. awesome. We'll post that on my Facebook page because everyone yeah. has to watch it because I think. That is is that guy our awesome guy of the week? I think he should be. Yeah, he's our awesome guy of the week. Awesome guy of the week, the man who tore up a T-Mobile shop. I can only hope that I can only hope that on the way there he he accidentally killed a thug and then accidentally blew up a construction site with a rocket launcher. All he wants to do is see his daughter. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Also, this week, if you haven't already, watch Falling Down. Yeah, that's a good shout. Everyone, yeah. watch Falling Down. Watch that video on our Facebook page and watch Falling Down. I've just looked up the page Falling Down, released in 1993. So that film is 19 years old. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still it's still very relevant today. It's, so, it's it, really 93. It, it's depressingly relevant. Yeah, it really is. Oh. I think it's more relevant than it was then. You're probably right. You're probably right. Because in 93, they probably made it as a kind of like, this is the point we're getting to. Yeah. This this is is what it's going to be like at some point. This is like like a crazy over-the-top example of what could happen. Uh, And it's happening. And in 2012, that's just the world we live in. This is just where we are. 
maybe maybe tear up a team mobile this this week maybe don't do that because the guy did get arrested i don't want our listeners to get arrested no, that would be bad can you download this show in jail if any of our listeners are in jail please join our facebook group yeah just that if would... you're a listener of ours and so, for some reason you're in jail feel free to like you know write a review in fact just join our Facebook group. You can write a review for us on iTunes. Uh, we've also got the, the feed burner link up on our Facebook page, which is a little bit more user-friendly if you don't use iTunes. You can just stream every episode straight off that site. And like download every episode, which is yeah. great. You can subscribe to us via our subscription link, which is on our Jellycast page, which is also linkable through the Facebook page. There's a click through there. I think eventually we will sort out actually getting the show like properly on iTunes so you can just like subscribe to it, not like search for it on iTunes. So I don't think you can do that at the moment. Yeah, it's not searchable for iTunes yet. I'm working on making that happen. I don't know if there's a minimum number of of We're, we're in discussions with the ghost of Steve Jobs to get yep. on iTunes. Yeah, he lives we on the big... internet now. Do you know that? And we've been in talks <laughs> with him to try and get our stuff on iTunes. If there's any listeners out He's there a who... Um, of the show. Big fan of the show. He is. My name has been Garen Thomas. And my name has been Simon Payne. And you have been listening to our Errand of Mercy. This uh, this week, watch Falling Down. <laughs> but don't tear up a T-Mobile store. Because, you know, you might go to jail. That'd be bad. Stay post-gay. Mermaids aren't real, people. <laughs> we, 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 yeah, mermaids aren't real. Stay post-gay. Or, you know... Well, don't stay post-gay. Stay non-homophobic. Yeah, stay non-homophobic. Maybe question your sexuality this week. I know I have. You've been you've been appearing to be a lot more and more attractive to me, G, over these <laughs> last couple of weeks. Oh, I've been spending with you. Oh.